Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the number one source for all things craft beer. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of barley hops and friendship. It's the best, best friends podcast in the world. I am your host, the king of the crisp, the future president of these great well i mean he's okay well they're iffy they're they're fair to midland (laughs) united states of america it's me tom and i'm your other host still stewing over here that i lost the (laughs) vice presidential nomination to a (laughs) glass of beer well that beer has nothing to hide i don't know what you're hiding dan your other host, the Roars Ford Rattlesnake. It's Dan. All right. All right. And we are joined today, as we are always joined by a guest, because... We don't have a lot of good things to talk about when it's just us. Really? See, I was going to say that if it was just us, it would be, well, we may, it might not be a lot of good stuff, but we would talk for four hours. Yeah, we would talk for four hours and yeah. everyone would hate it. <laughs> anyway, so we are joined by a uh, Cicerone draft specialist, mobile tap room, and I get mo- you're not a mobile tap room. You drive a mobile tap room or own a mobile tap room operate the mobile tap operate yeah you're and you're also a beer delivery service operator i have been in the past yeah for sure jason hinkle from ideal brew how's it going jason yeah doing great hey cheers but now um yeah pleasure i appreciate you guys having me on this is uh fantastic i know that uh yeah i have delivered beer directly to you in the past and uh you've actually uh, delivered podcast beer to me in the past where i delivered it to other people (laughs) perfect so you were a proxy deliverer yeah (laughs) he delivered it to me and uh, then i distributed greatly appreciated so it's nice to uh nice to be here and uh share a little bit, talk with you guys and uh, see where this goes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so we're going to get into the, uh, the beer, uh, talk in a little bit, but, uh, you know, this is a little bit different. Uh, I feel like every, it's like every three episodes we're like, Hey, this episode is going to be a little different. (laughs) It's not the episode. It's, you know, we're recording on a different day because as you're listening to this, Dan and I are just, chilling on the beach yeah we're gonna be chilling on the beach that yeah the day this drops next week we'll be on vacation yeah a much earned vacation we'll be soaking in the sun i'll be getting a tan um my pale counterpart here will be getting a harsh sunburn oh yeah we're gonna um you know my high score is third degree i'm gonna go i'm gonna try for second degree burn 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Just you, the, said, hmm? you said the beach. So hmm. I'm assuming that it's uh, not in Jersey. No, it is in Jersey. It's in Jersey. We're trying to make it sound better than it really yeah. is. I don't want to say I'm going down to shore. I'm going to the shore, you know, or we're going, like, we're going, going to the going Maldives. To the like, yeah. I always call it the beach. And so I like my grandparents have a house in, uh, in Delaware where they did rather in, uh, Delaware. So I always visited the, the Delaware beaches. Uh, there it was called the beaches. Not all right. The all right. Well, we get it. You're a little more bougie than us. Okay. <laughs> ah, yeah. The Delaware, yeah. The Delaware beaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'm going down to shore. Uh, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go to Springfield. I'm going to get shit hammered <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the carousel. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to embarrass myself in front of my family. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, Dan and I are both, uh, we're Jersey short connoisseurs. We're Jersey yeah. short trash. South, well, now, Larry, South. South Jersey short. Let's, uh, let's. Yeah. Let's differentiate. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're not the, uh. We're the Irish trash. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Jersey. Right. Um, yeah. So Dan and I are, are on vacation. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's just to further that we are the best, best friends. You know, it wasn't planned that we were both not at on. all. Yeah. It wasn't it just so happened. You were like, uh, I'm on vacation this week. I went, so am I. Yeah. And only a few stop, a few exits down, down the old garden state parkway. I know. Yeah. We can practice practically like open the window and just put our hands out and <laughs> high five each other. I'll just know. I like, I, you know, I'll be sitting on the, on the couch and I'll just perk up. I'm like, Dan just cracked a beer. He's going he's gonna to light a candle on the porch. Just like, like a sailor's wife, just like waiting for me to come ashore. <laughs> we'll lose that sound off in the distance and then he has to run off. When will he return to me? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a little, uh, I felt like I just saw you too. Like yeah, this episode, we usually do them a week apart with the yeah. recordings, but and we did we did a lot of Tom this man. week for me. Can you imagine if we had to do a recording on Monday? No, I don't want to imagine that. No, that's a lot. It's a lot to do. Once a week is enough. I'm getting tired. There's a lot of beer <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, you know makes me want to do cardio, but. I never do it. <laughs> I try. I try. That, I feel like I should, but nah, <laughs> nah, uh, I ain't no cardio bunny. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to get into some beer. Um, we'll talk to, talk to Jason about a couple different things he has going on. Um, so let's crack this beer, Dan. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We're going to went a little deeper into the episode than we did last week. I think last week was a, uh, record speed breakneck speed as it were i think i think it was because our guest was like are we drinking yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so uh yeah, was that gonna... the young lady you had on i i no the the uh we're talking the episode that we're talking about will come out tomorrow okay yeah we had a we had a local guy on who uh who didn't pregame unlike our current guest right now <laughs> So he was ready to drink as soon as we got on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we're like, he's talking about an episode that dropped last week, but it was recorded two weeks ago. I know. It's like We're all over the place. The timeline is all skewed. Yeah. This is an MCU level like recording yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> we're on nice. a, yeah. Uh, nice reference. I like it. <laughs> all right. So um, while Dan gets our beers and our glasses ready, I'm going to tell you about, uh, well, first let's talk about, uh, you should subscribe, rate and review to the podcast. Um, 
You know, that's how you help us out. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of reviews coming in. You guys are slacking, you know, uh, show us some love. You don't have, I mean, you don't have to subscribe. That really doesn't help us very much. It just lets you know when a new episode drops. Um, but rating and reviewing is what helps us. Uh, it helps us improve the podcast. Uh, it tells what you like, what you don't like about the podcast. Uh, and also tell your friends about the podcast. If you like it, tell other people they might like it too just like you if you hate it tell us why because i'm waiting for i've been waiting every time i say it every episode i want a scathing review that i can read on an episode and i want to have like a really like like somber song like maybe like uh like um like that song for the spca commercial in the background And just read how bad a review is. Like, <laughs> these guys are the worst podcasters I have ever listened to. <laughs> Shy away from this podcast. They are terrible. We could be like, why? <laughs> but why? In the arms of an angel. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we break into song every uh, episode recently. Yeah. Been, uh, We've been a musical. We've been getting more mu- musically inclined. Um, but uh, we digress. Uh we're going to talk about these beers and uh, to follow on our updated and uh, up to date untapped. Yeah, it's up to date. Yeah. I, I did a lot of work, uh, a lot of uh, late nights adding beers to the untapped because uh, I slacked off for like two and a half, three weeks. And I apologize. It happens to the best. <laughs> but hey, we, we've got all of our up to date untapped now. So uh, we've got, I believe, uh, before the next one drops. We've got about 43 beers and what? 20. How many episodes do we have? 31, 31 episodes and 43 beers. Yeah. So we're growing. Yeah. We're growing and we're showing. Hey, that was hey. A joke before. Um, he brought it back. <laughs> um, so if you're unfamiliar with untapped, it's a social media app where you can be part of a community that talks about beer. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Be part of a community. Yeah. You make it all sound like warm and fuzzy, but, right. but really it's just a place for us to talk yeah, shit it, on beers. Right. It's where it's well, where we don't talk. Shit no, on beers, it's but. where people go and make asinine reviews about beers. Um, but the good thing is there is no Russian pop propaganda um, and nobody skewing you towards uh, anti-vaccinations or, you know, any of that wacky nonsense. So Jenny McCarthy doesn't have a uh, untapped page. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's Sans Zuckerberg. Oh, is that yeah. where you're trying to get it? Okay, yeah, that's where we're going. Uh, anyway, you can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. Coming in heavy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is a POD song. And it's not the first one you'll hear tonight. Well, it is the first one you'll well, hear. I tonight. mean, it's not the last one you'll hear. There you go. There yeah. you go. Hey. Yeah. Plenty of them. Plenty. Get used to it. I, didn't, I, I swear I didn't pregame before this. That's awesome. <laughs> I used to be a huge POD fan back in the day, man. Ah, uh, yes. As a uh, new metal encyclopedia, yeah. I was as well. <laughs> um, you know, and and it goes along with our our podcast because they're they're repping SoCal, San Diego, and that's Sweet. you know the West Coast craft beer mecca. There you go. Yeah, you know. works. All right. Um. So Dan, tell us about the beer that we are going to be drinking today. All right. So um, I don't know why we slept on this brewery for so long, but uh, the first beer we're doing here is Grit by Root Down Brewing Company. Uh, this root down brewing company in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. It's an American light lager. 
Uh, their only description on their website and untapped is grassroots American lager, 4.6% alcohol by volume, 3.54 on untapped is their average rating. So let's get to it. Well, as a crispy boy, I think we'll, we'll pop that up a little bit. So Tom, which, uh, which stained glass do you want for this? I went for the old school, uh, glasses here for yeah, this one. I think I will, uh, I think I'll stick with the champagne of beer. Ah, very nice. Very nice choice. All right, so we uh, we picked a. Uh, these are these glasses. I've described them in the past. Uh, these are some of my pride and joys of my. Was it like a flea market pickup? Gla- oh yeah, this is a flea market pickup. This is a. Uh, oh dude, a keep showing glass. me that ideal brew here. <laughs> yeah, nice man. That's awesome. It's like a. Uh, it's like a a, a church. Yeah, stained glass. Um, stained glass window, Miller glass. That's impressive. Yeah, we and got the PBR one here. Dan will be rocking the PBR. That ideal brew glass is awesome, man. Yeah. What's the back design on that? Is that just like hop vine? Oh, that's hop. yeah. yeah. It's very nice. I like the whole the whole. And the front is uh, just the, the logo. All right. Nice. Dan, let's crack these. All right. One, one two, two, three. three. I think we got ahead of you there. Yeah, well, oh, I know. Right. I heard a crack, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy is this guy's ready." All right. <laughs> I was almost like, he, "I was like, he's not as uh, he's not as ready to drink as our last guest." But then he cracks it. I'm like, "Never mind, he is." Everybody's ready to drink on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Tenacity there, yeah. Right off the uh, right on the crack, the uh, the aromatics. I feel like these these glasses are perfect for this because it's like that nostalgic classic lager and bless so. the, the stained glass is going to look so nice with the uh clarity i'm getting already on yeah. this yeah so you're a uh you're a phoenixville native there uh jason so uh have you uh have you been to root down it sounds like you've had these beers before uh-oh oh we're reconnecting uh-oh Boop. it's not on our end thankfully Boop. I don't think so. No, we still got a good connection here. I, I mean, I'm still looking good here. We'll wait till uh, we'll wait till Jason pops back. Yeah, there he is. Oh, wait, did we get him back for like a second? We'll get him back. Yeah. So, like you were saying, I mean, the clarity on this, uh, it's. I think you know. I, I'm excited. I feel like it looks like it's going to be a nice crispy boy. Um, you know, uh, this is throwing us through a loop here. Yeah, I wonder where he went. Yeah. All right. Um, let's pause here. And see if we can bring him back. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick stop. All right. And we're back. All this right. is why we need producers. Hey. I know. Tom, I've been I've been saying this. I mean, we need to get to the level where we can hire somebody to do this uh, for us. Trust me, Dan. I know. <laughs> I know. As the uh, as the host slash, I guess, producer of this. You uh, are. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're you're the man at the control center. right Yes. There. And not being paid for it. So uh, I guess slash intern yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right ready? Where cheers we guys yep, cheers bang slancha cheers sir all right i was gonna say if we're hitting like the style guide for like an american light lager this is like hitting it yeah yeah um uh, they they nail it on on that um if i actually remember correctly i think there's a bit of corn in the grain bill so you know i was just a i was just thinking like i'm i'm getting like almost like a hint a little bit a hint of booziness to it and that might just be that that corn flavor 
Like it's almost like a like a boozy flavor, but it's not like a it's not like a boozy feel to it. Yeah. So when they when they made this, I, I'm from what I remember, it was uh, it was aimed to be something like your, um, you know, big three macro uh, or American yeah. adjunct lager is as they called it. So, um, they think that in terms of the grain bill, they did use a little bit of corn in order to give it almost a super crisp, clean quality. I mean, it is incredibly light, uh, light bodied, easy drinking. I mean, this, this beer will, it, uh, I actually had this beer on draft, uh, at an event that I did, uh, I poured it on the beer trailer and, uh, it was, it was gone like that. It was a, it was a day during, uh, late June. So, uh, you the know, summer warm yeah. weather. Yeah. This is, this is like right after mowing the grass beer right here. Yeah. yeah. This is a, this is so a, like, what happened to it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a frosty mug kind of yeah. kind of beer. I'm going to ask what happened to it after we start talking here, because <laughs> I just keep kind of like doing the little sips as I go here. And plus I came in and I was already thirsty. So yeah, this is one of those beers that like quenches your thirst. Oh, totally. And that was one of the things I reasons why I wanted to bring this on because, you know, we've been getting pretty crispy on this. Yeah. And it was, seemed like a good beer to talk about. And hey, we have another Cicerone on the show. So add some more good conversation about yeah, it, absolutely. especially since you kind of know a little bit as being like kind of, you know, from Phoenixville and everything. You've kind of had your, uh, you know, you've had samples of this before. You've had it. This is my first time having this from them. I'm usually like attacking the IPAs at Root Down. So I wanted something different. And that's why I kind of went with the grit. Well, I actually worked. I actually worked at uh, Root Down for a little while. Oh, when nice. Yeah. Where so, haven't you worked, Jason? Why don't we start there? <laughs> it's true. You know, my mom said it. She would always be like, are you going to find out what you want to do by doing what you don't want to do? You know, it's just like because I I worked every odd job there possibly was in the course of my um, history in the workforce, if you will. So I uh, I think I finally nailed it in terms of beer. It was like, well, I know I want to do this. So it's like <laughs> you know. I want to get paid to drink beer. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah. So it's for Dan mentioned. Goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan mentioned you're, you are Cicerone. Um, what level Cicerone are you? That's just a certified. Um, if, if I were to trace my beer history all the way back, uh, it would have started um, in Delaware. I was, uh, as I said, my grandparents had a house down there since I was born. So it was always kind of my second home. Uh, the first real experience I had with craft beer was uh, two big breweries uh, now, as it were, uh, Trogues, growing up in central Pennsylvania. Uh, Trogues was the first brewery I ever visited when it was still in Harrisburg, PA, not Hershey. Oh, okay. Oh. And then upon tra- you know traveling down to Rehoboth, uh, Dogfish Head. Obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah. So dog- Dogfish Head kind of became that... Uh, um, that kind of gateway drug, if you will, into the craft beer scene because they were oh, doing, totally. they were doing things that were just at the time. It was they were just, trailblazers. Yeah. I mean, just so off, off the, off the, the cusp, if you will. And, and you were like, you're like, you're drinking stuff like a, a, a 90 minute, and at the time, 90 minute IPA. You're like, 
you know, yeah. you're like, Whoa, I've never tasted anything like this. I remember my, my first 90 and my first 120. 120, man. Yeah, dude, that, that takes me back. Every time, every time you see a 120 at the bar, you're like, Oh, I'm going to be real badass and drink this 120. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were, yeah, they were, I feel like they were like ahead of the game on, uh, on the IPA stuff, doing doing the like ninety minute in the. I fell 20s. in love. I remember I was a I was a bar back in Phoenixville at a uh, at a bar down in the uh, you know right on there right on Bridge Street, mm-hmm. and you know they had sixty minute, and I that was like my beer at the end of the night because they always gave the bar backs a beer. They're like, hey, you know, enjoy a beer before your shift's over. So we would just sit there and have a beer before we went home, and then it was ninety minute. I went, oh, what's that? Oh, it's uh, it's a it's another it's another one. It's uh, ninety minute. It's a little stronger. I'm like, all right, let's let's have that one. And then when twenty came out, I was like, oh, I'll have that one. They're like, no, um, <laughs> we we don't well, we don't give this one out to the bar backs. <laughs> So, so they actually called them that because it was, it was actually, um, if, if you, if you, you might know, if you don't, yeah, um, it's, it's how long, I guess. Minute, yeah. It was how long that they were actively hopping it, yep. uh, with mm. what they, with uh, a gravity hop feeder that actually fed hops over the course of 60 minutes, then over the course of 90 minutes, then over the course of obviously 120, continuously dry hop throughout the entire boil process. So it was really, I mean, at the time it was just such a, um, unheard of concept in, 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 in making IPAs. Uh, so yeah, when, when, when you're introduced to something like that, you know, kind of immersing. And I, obviously I worked as a bartender, a server and a bartender in Rehoboth as well. Every summer I was in college, I would go down work, you know, we'd serve dogfish beers. I didn't work for dogfish. Um, but we would always serve their beers and it was just kind of like the beginnings of my, um, uh, kind of, you know, craft beer scene. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's got to the point, like if you go to a bar in, I would say the tri-state area, you're going to find pretty much any bar. You're going to find 60 minute on tap. Yeah. 60 minutes, uh, like a staple, I would say that. And, or like one of the trogues, like whether it be like perpetual or one of those other variations of, uh, you know, the classic IPA that they do that as well. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I would say that, uh, the, the first beer that really did it for me, um, could you say, uh, I, I mean, question for you guys, uh, I, I always like to ask this question, like what was the first beer that you had that really kind of blew your, blew your mind and you were like, Whoa, like I didn't know beer could be like this. Baltic thunder rogue dead guy. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say he was- mine was Weyerbacher blithering idiot. <laughs> oh yeah. I've had that one. Before. Yeah, I remember that one I mean, was like the like. If, say though, it was like it was like this is some crazy barley wine. It tasted right. like figs and dates, and like <laughs> and it's going it's going to get you drunk. It was like what is happening right now? Um, but you know, I would say that the beer that really kind of you know because in college it was always the Miller High Life. Um, <clears throat> Uh, for for me personally, and then mm-hmm. and then it became like Newcastle Brown Ale, and uh, you get a yeah. little more fancy. Yeah, like Yards you know. Brawler too. Mm-hmm. Then started came around. But then but then uh, but then even Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which was also kind of a benchmark in terms of turning me into more of a uh, hop forward mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah. And then you get like the, you get like the cool variations that come out every once in a while, like torpedo, torpedo. or oh, torpedo. celebration. Ale. That's my favorite variation of, yeah. uh, of their, um, of Sierra Nevada's uh, torpedo. I love that one. But yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we're all kind of the same around the same age. And it's like, we've everyone we talk to that's like around our age has taken almost the same beer journey. Like I was like really big into uh Newcastle for a long time. Like, uh, you know, the brown ale. And then you had like Anchor Steam and then you just like gradually get into more and more beers. Like I was always into darker beers. Yeah, um, I started with the darker, but yeah. I think it was 60 minute when I was when I turned 21 uh, and I started buying my own beer. I would, you know, we got those bombers of Baltic Thunder from the from the pizza mm-hmm. shop because we thought they were we were like, oh, this is such a cool, cool looking label, beer. Yeah. cool label and everything. And we drank it. Well, for me, walking into a college party with like a six pack of like, you know, specialty craft beer, it was like immediately it's like, oh, who's that guy? You know, <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, then- I, for for I mean, at least for me, like craft beer didn't uh, I guess I was still in college when like we were going out and like having golden monkeys on like two dollar yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah, the golden <laughs> the golden monkey was like that that beer that you were like, all right, I got a place to stay tonight. Let's, yeah. Well, let's like get we, wild. Yeah, <laughs> I went to sc- the best at the time. It was like the best bang for your buck. You know what I mean? Like there was so exactly. many beers like that, that you were like, you know, I could drink like however many Miller highlights it takes to get me, you know, buzz or whatever, mm-hmm. or I could drink, you know, a six pack of something better, uh, at, you know, seven, half, eight percent. So you're, you're like, and, and in my mind, you know, this is how it worked for me in college. It was like, so if a Miller high life is four and a half and I'm drinking an eight and I only get a six pack, like I'm kind of doubling the amount that I'm drinking with less. It was, you know, that's kind of (laughs) like, that's called process. That's called return on investment. (laughs) (laughs) Something we coined in our text message exchange today. uh, Beer math. Oh yeah. Beer math. Yeah. We're talking beer math. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I like, I went to, uh, I went to school in center city and, uh, Fox and the hound would do $2 Tuesdays and every beer on tap was $2. And we found out did that too. Yeah. All, yeah. All their, all their locations did that. And, uh, we found out that golden monkey was on tap and it was $2. So we were like, Oh, holy shit. We can get plastered for like eight bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, $2 golden monkeys. Yeah, they stopped that. Yeah, <laughs> they put a quick halt good. to that. They're, yeah. Everything uh, except uh, that is tomorrow. Too, yeah. <laughs> they threw one of those like golf club tops on top of it so yeah. you couldn't see it. They're mm-hmm. like, there's no golden monkey here, guys. <laughs> Fresh out. All right. Let's um let's uh let's give a, a little bit of a review of this beer before we uh all finish these off. Yeah, we're all uh we're cooking through this one. Yeah. Um not hard to do. Yeah. So, um, let's go, um, you know, your personal review, how you feel about it. And then, uh, and then give us a score. Um, we go off of the untapped rating system. Um, untapped rating system is, uh, out of five in quarter increments. There you go. Um, and if you want to find out what we are scoring this, you can follow us on untapped on our, and our, uh, our untapped is, at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. All right. 
Jason, what a... It's great when we get a guest who's into our I know, right? plugs. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, euthanasia. I mean, euthanasia. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why didn't I ever think of that? <laughs> okay. Right. I'll, I'll bring it back. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I like that one. Um what was uh what what's your you know tell us about the beer and then uh and give us your score yeah let's hear a cicerone score here yeah sure um you know like i always i you know the biggest thing that i say about beer drinking uh to anyone is uh that taste is subjective so you know that's the whole reason that I call ideal brew, ideal brew, right? Because by definition, ideal is one's conception of perfection. So as everybody's ideal brew is different, that's why I have the fingerprints. So there's everybody's fingerprint. So there's, there's, there's a lot of layers to, to my, um, reasoning for the reason that I, I, I did what I did in terms of logo, not just myself, but people that helped me, you know, build this, um, is that taste is subjective. So, you know, just because I like something doesn't mean someone else will. So it gets really difficult, uh, for me sometimes scoring, uh, for other individuals that might not prefer this style over others, but rating something based upon style, um, I think that they hit the nail right on the head. Um, in fact, I've said that about uh, a root down for quite some time is that when like they are one of the breweries, uh, uh, one of the top breweries that I've had that is stylistically sound. Like when they make a, an alt beer, it's like that, that alt beer is spot on when they make, you know, uh, a, a adjunct lager like this, it's spot on when they make something like an IPA, a uh, West coast IPA, it's spot on. So I've always admired their ability to just kind of hit the nail right on the head. And when it comes to this beer, it's no different. So, you know, when you're looking at something like an uh, American adjunct lager, you know, you're going to have that crisp, clean quality. It's going to have a really nice light mouth feel. It's going to have the, you know, this, uh, this, uh, you know, they call it a lawnmower beer because it's exactly that the kind of beer that you want to have when you're kind of sitting on a lawnmower. Oh, totally. you know? Like, so like when, when it comes to style, I, I would absolutely like, I, I haven't, I haven't had, um, I like, I, I haven't had worse, I, well, I have had worse than this for sure in terms of like, you know, y- you might have the Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light as you were the big three kind of establish this style guideline. But when craft breweries take on a style like this and they hit it so perfectly, you got to give it like at least a four, 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 two, five or something, something like that. Because, you know, you, you're, you're, you're appreciating it for what it is and you're not, you're not, uh, um, diminishing it because it's it's not hoppy enough or something like that, you know. I feel like we need an applause plug right here. <laughs> like like somebody just won an Academy Award because that was like a standing ovation <laughs> yeah. speech on this beer right here. I just want to be like <laughs> hey, for, for what it's worth, there's my two cents, you know. Yeah, that was that was yeah. great. And I mean, the whole time I'm just like a hundred percent, a hundred percent, just like yeah. everything. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I, I think it's much like this beer, you hit the nail on the head on your rating there. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, 
And, and it's crazy too, because I think from what we learned uh, with our episode with Dave from Volstead is uh, the, I guess the head brewer or the owner of Root Down worked at Deer Creek Malt House. So he's that. I'm sorry. The head brewer or the owner of Root Down worked at Deer Creek Malt House in, I, I believe, Deer, Downington. I know Deer Creek. Um, in fact, uh, no, the owner, his name's Mike. He actually owned a homebrew shop. Uh, in Downingtown. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah it was the homebrew shop in Downingtown. Okay, it wasn't yeah. Deer Creek. Our, uh, our, we had a homebrewer on our friend Dave, who I guess was somebody who frequent that homebrew shop yeah. a lot and knew him and was talk just said nothing but great things about Root Down. And I'm surprised it took us this many episodes to finally get around to them. Right. But yeah, for sure. I mean, Mike, Mike put together a lot of really great beer kits and stuff. He was responsible for a lot of the beer kits that they sold at the homebrew shop. Um, they were a lot of his recipes. Um, so naturally a lot of those recipes made their way into, um, uh, what they're brewing now. Um, the head brewer, uh, his name's Steve and the assistant brewer, uh, Chris, um, Steve was actually, uh, worked at, uh, Sly Fox for quite some time and had his, um, uh, desires to leave Sly Fox, which is pretty, uh, um, how to say regulated at the time. And I think that Steve really wanted an opportunity to kind of showcase his talent. Um, but Steve's a very traditional brewer in the way that he goes about, uh, things. So that's when I say that, of, uh, of all the breweries I've had, especially in Southeast PA, um, when it comes to stylistically sound, like Steve, um, really knocks it out of the park. So yeah, nothing, nothing bad to say there about the guy for sure. He, he, he kills it. Um, yeah. Dan, what do you, what do you have to say about this beer that Jason hasn't already yeah, that, said? <laughs> that Jason hasn't already said where I've just been like, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, with this beer, um, saying lawnmower beer was perfect. Um, this is a beer I would have after, you know, you know, a long day's work on the yard or something like that. It's very clean. Um, it's crisp. It goes down dangerously quick. But, you know, for a beer that's only what, about 4.6% alcohol by volume, you can kick a bunch of these back. I like the name, too like grit mm -hmm. it's got that kind of like i'd say like blue collar kind of like you said like it says like grassroots american lager it just it hails down to being like those big three that you talk about there yeah i didn't even i didn't even read the label like like a like a dummy and uh, it actually <laughs> does say brewed with corn so i'm like oh i've speculated about that and, oh so you didn't read that <laughs> we oh, thought you read the can yeah. <laughs> we, i'm, I'm reading it for the first time and i'm, I'm like, just like oh yeah corn definitely yeah corn and i'm like oh no it actually says it on the label <laughs> oh damn it's like a true sister right over here he didn't even know it was brewed with corn i read that i read it when i was looking at it <laughs> but yeah i i love this beer uh for i guess this is our first like adjunct style lager yeah. we haven't had something like this before we've had we've had hellas or a hellas style lager from free will yes, we did yeah and hellas we, and the light lager. and we had a pale lager pale lager that's what it was. Uh, from them which were uh, delicious, but having something that kind of brings you back to that, that old school kind of big three when you were, you know, 18 stealing beers from your dad's like fridge and stuff like that. This has got that beer taste to it. Uh, I would sure. say I would be right along the lines of a four style wise, because I haven't had very many like loggers or pilsners that were kind of hailing to the big three. 
from other breweries yet. Um, that being said, this one's going to have a four because it's just, it's spot on. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm all on board on that. Um, and, uh, you know, Jason kind of touched on it, but, um, I, I looked at both these beers and, um, when I was writing up our, our show notes, um, spoiler alert, this isn't all freehand here. Totally scripted. I read that entire thing. I just said, I wrote it down. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. I didn't just like, we're just, we're basically fighter and the kid. Yeah. Um, so, um, when I was writing these show notes down, I was like, man, the, both these beers did not score very high on, uh, on untapped. Um, and I can already see the descriptions or the, the, the complaints about this beer is like, Oh, it tastes too much like a, like a, like Coors, a Coors, Coors light or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, that's a problem with And we've, we've talked on ad nauseum about how untapped is just as much as we enjoy using it. You can't go, they can't be the be the be all end all for your decision on getting a beer because there are people on untapped. They'll be like, Oh, I'm not a real big fan of lagers. Uh, so I rate this a two. Yeah. You have no business rating a beer that you don't like a style of beer that you don't like. And we, we've gone through that. Um, we had a, we had a, a guest on a couple weeks ago, proper Josh, and he had a great, uh, he had a great system where if he tries a beer that he doesn't like a style that he doesn't like, and he can't really talk to it, he leaves it incomplete. He doesn't, he doesn't rate it. He says incomplete. And I, you know, I said, I did that for, the what the rebel hill the cosmic passage because i'm not a big fan of uh oh what happened we're did losing we lo- him again do we lose him again oh no oh no oh no oh, we might get him back oh no but yeah we could talk about this so yeah, yeah. with the so, uh, cosmic com- passage you you know you're not, you're kind of on your way out from the uh, milkshake ipa yeah yeah uh, the, like um most of the fruited IPAs are milkshakes now. Anyway, everyone's just doing like, Hey, we're throwing fruit in this IPA. Might as well throw lactose in. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it's just not, it's not a style that I enjoy. So I couldn't give a fair assessment. I, I think that is, um, you know, Dan, Dan, let me know, told me that I'm a, I'm a poser and um, <laughs> hey, we, hey, got, we him got him back. Hey. Could you hear us the whole time? Can you hear us now? Yeah, sorry. Uh, right. on you. Yeah, right. again. Um, we we're just talking about. Uh, I rated. Uh, we we did cosmic path the mango cosmic passage from Rebel Hill. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm not a fan of the milkshake IPA style. Um, and I didn't. I personally didn't like the that beer, but I couldn't. I didn't feel right rating it because I don't like that style. So I yeah, left I my rating it. as an incomplete. I mean, it's, it's, it's the kind of, it's the kind of thing. I mean, me as somebody that works in the, or has worked, um, in, in the, in the, in the, in the industry, um, it's like, you know, walking into, walking into a distillery and being like, I'm just not a vodka drinker. And it's like, well, why are you even here? <laughs> you know, right. It's like there's been so many times, uh, you know, working at different breweries where there people will walk in and be like, <laughs> You're like, do you have any wine? And it says, like, it says brewery right across the front. <laughs> do you have Coors Light? Like, what are you even yeah. doing? Like, you know, but I it, mean, 
you want to be like, you know, nice and gracious right. and, and all those things. But the truth is, it's like, well, you know, don't come in here um, when it specifically says brewery and be like, oh, I walked into a distillery and I was like, oh, that place was awful. I'm not a hard liquor drinker. It's like, well, then what are you even doing in a distillery? What are you even doing in a brewery if, if you don't really care for beer? Um, so we, then- we've been seeing a lot. It's like it's like people will rate beers like, oh, I didn't. I didn't, I'm not a big stout fan, so I didn't like this one. And it's like you're you're doing the the brewery a disservice by bringing down their the rating on their beer, and then you're doing a disservice to the other people who are looking to buy that beer. That now you see, all right, this is rated lower, and it, it just you can if you want to keep it for like what proper Josh was saying. It's like he uses, and it's kind of like what. Dan and I use on our, on a personal level, on our personal end taps. It's a use, little black book. Yeah. It's a little black book of your, your, it's your catalog of the beer that you've had. Yeah. Have you had this beer before? I don't know. Let me check. Just yeah. scroll down until I find it. So if it's a, you, you, you got experimental and you, you know, you went out of your, your comfort zone and tried a beer that you normally don't like and it, you didn't enjoy it. Just don't rate it. You, yeah. you can log it and don't and not rate it. I take it with a grain of salt. Like I would use the comparison, like, um, you know, I'm a big movie guy as well. So it's like, you know, somebody can be like, Oh, that movie was terrible. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. What well, kind of movies are you into? <laughs> yeah. I'll, like, well, I'll check it out, you know, yeah. because it's like, you know, just because you didn't enjoy it doesn't mean it's, it's awful. Like, um, it's just, you know, maybe, you know, I'm going to formulate my opinion for myself. Yeah. Um, there's a, a perfect example was uh, assets of life. Yeah. It's there's like, the perfect example is formulate your own opinion. <laughs> a perfect example of that is that, um, what was that? That on, uh, Netflix, that Will Smith movie bright. Yeah. It got like on, on rotten tomatoes. It got like a 20% critic score, but the audience score was like an 86%. There you go. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. And yeah. It was enjoyable. Yeah. That's what it, you like. You got to do your due diligence on and look at like, you know, and again, we've yeah, talked about this ad nauseum. You know, look at look at what other people are commenting. What's that? Sorry. No, I got off on the tangent about the, the the movie Bright. I said you had two good actors there as well. So you had like Will Smith and Joel Egerton, I believe. Is yeah. 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 I was like, I respect both those actors. So it can't be that terrible. Right. And, yeah. And Joel Egerton had to wear that awful fucking makeup the entire time. Like that didn't look comfortable at all. (laughs) But it it was, yeah, it was like a, it was like a a fantasy training day. It was, I I liked it. I like that. Yeah. It's like training day meets like Lord of the Rings. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the orcs came out of middle, middle earth and became cops. Um, yourself and see what you feel, you know? Right. Um, so I'd be comfortable giving this beer a, uh, a four. Okay. For me, um, you know, it, it for the them is all around. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about, there's, I, we've talked about how, how we feel that like macro beers, like you said, like the big three, um, there's not really anything wrong with those beers. You know, it's yeah, you could, you could feel like, Oh, because they're, you know, they're the big three and you don't, you're, you're a craft beer drinker you can't enjoy those. It's no, I mean, it does, you know, the, it did take someone to formulate those, those recipes 
and, and to be that consistent, consistent over and over pumping again. out millions and millions and millions of cans of those every year. And well, yeah, you know, you're hundred percent right is what it comes down to with those beers is that like the one thing that can be said for the macro breweries is their consistency. It's like, I can have a Miller light in Pennsylvania and I can have one in California and I can have one in Japan or, you know, like obviously they're going to taste very similar. And so you have to respect the consistency there. If, if, if they were any of my favorite uh, of the big three, I would have to say Miller light. Yeah. I agree with that. The reason for that is because they brew it with corn and then you have your, your bud light, which is actually brewed with rice as an adjunct grain. So the rice kind of gives it like a sake characteristic. Yeah. That, oh, that, okay. that, that that for sense. me personally is a bit off putting. So it's like, if somebody was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want a bud light? I'm like, I'm good. But if they're like, Hey, do you want a Miller light? And I was sitting on a beach somewhere. I'd be like, sure. Hand that over. You know, um, it's just, it's just a matter of preference. But again, it's, as I said, like, you know, um, taste is subjective formulate your own opinion for sure nice. all right um i would say four yeah on that yeah i'm doing a fours all around here for the uh, podcast yeah reading. cool um so <clears throat> jason I'll, I'll catch you up here i'm uh i'm currently running for the uh the president of the united states of america um, nice you got uh, some competition with Kanye. You better watch out. He, uh, he's a, he's going to break down those, the wheel, <laughs> the wheels are going to fall off. I'd love to see you on the debate stage with Kanye. <laughs> um, so I, you know, the, in when I first, I first announced, you know, my, my campaign, uh, talked about kind of what I was going to go with my, my, my campaign slogan. I were one, we're going to make America. Okay. Again, you know, we're going to we're going to shoot for what's realistic. We're shooting for uh, mediocrity. Yeah, it's a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> yes, I, I make I have a, I, a I'm, lofty, that's a lofty goal. Yeah, I'm running I'm running a campaign steeped in mediocrity, which yeah. is still leagues above what we have to choose from now. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, we're going to make we're going to make America TikToky again. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm bringing if, if he's trying to he's trying to corner the younger vote right there. So yeah, yeah he, he's trying, he's trying to, uh, this is how he appeals to the younger generation. Exactly. If you want to dance your little heart out and have China rip your, your information and your face scans that, you know, you do you, you know, <laughs> which could be another campaign slogan. You do you, you do you. Yeah. Which um, I believe in 100%. It's not bothering anybody else. Just you do you. Right. And then, uh, or rather if it's not hurting anybody else, the, uh, the week prior, uh, or the following week, I, I announced my, my VP candidate, which is a, uh, a, uh, can of Pilsner. Um, I haven't chosen a brewery, which, which brewed, uh, Pilsner I'm going to go with. Um, okay. but I, I am, I'm a, I'm a crispy boy. I like a, I like a nice light lager Pilsner, um, and, uh, you know, a, a Pilsner is a kind of beer. Dan brought this up. Dan uh, said, uh, you know, Pilsner is a beer that has nothing to hide. Nope. See right through it. Well, you, and you can't hide behind it either. Exactly. You can see right through it. He uh, clearly <laughs> went over his co-host and chose an inanimate object for his VP. It's okay, though. I, I, I got so over it. I've had, I've had a week or two to get kind of get over the fact that I wasn't chosen for VP. It's okay. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. So what, 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 uh, what, what Pilsner have you chosen? I haven't or, chosen one yet. 
I haven't chosen one yet. I'm I'm still on the fence. Um, I got one for you. Okay. Oh. What, what do you What do you got for me? So, um, I've always said this uh, from the very beginning is I think that uh, Victory's Prima Pills is okay. the best representation of a German style Pilsner. Um, in probably the entire country. And that's, you know, that's also a thing I have to take into, uh, into account. What kind of pills am I going to do? Am I going to do a Czech style pills? Am I going to do a German style pills? Am I going to do an American Pilsner? Am I going to do a farmhouse style? Italian pills? Yeah. What do I do? Do I go? Yeah. Do I go le- out of left field? Do I go with like a Peroni? Yeah. You know, like... What do I do? Well, you're uh, going to have to do one that's from the United States. I you mean, would think so. Vice yeah. president has to be born see, in this country. I was, I was <laughs> leaning towards. I want to see your birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> this Peroni just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Hey, what do you mean? So, um, I was, I was leaning towards maybe like a, like a, a farmhouse pills from uh, locust lane. You know, it's a, it's a grassroots, um, you know, it, that would appeal to the middle of the country. Yeah. Get yeah. The farmers on my side. There you go. Yeah. yeah you know, um, and then I get the, I get the chic housewives like, you know, Oh, farmhouse. I like farmhouse style. I, I watch chip and Joanna. Yeah. Put a live, laugh, love sticker yeah. right next to that uh, beer, man. Yeah. Okay. Put it, yeah. Put it in front of a ship lapped wall. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for anyone who, yeah, for everyone who's not watching, Jason's yeah, this is our third it. guest with a pallet wall. Yeah, Dan and I are going to start putting up a pallet wall soon. Yeah. We're just yeah. going to Dan. We got to do a pallet wall now. We got to. Yeah, gotta obviously. I mean, it, it. It just we need an accent wall here. Yeah. Well, I actually, I actually, this is uh, Lathwood that I actually ripped out of the ceiling when I renovated the upstairs. So it's actually from the actual house. I just put it someplace else. Look at this guy. Oh, all right, property brothers. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, last renovation. <laughs> yeah. Last uh, last week with uh, with Hop Thief, I uh, I went over some of my campaign policies. Um, I did say first day in office, any beer, any brewery that will that is going to continue to uh, brew smoothie style sours is getting shut down immediately. I did go as far as to say I was going to light them on fire like the Patriot, <laughs> like the church scene in the Patriot. Like General Cornwallis. Over. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, I did put, I put out a couple names. I'm not going to name any names, uh, for this episode. Might uh, come back next episode. Yeah. But, uh, there are some, some breweries in the area. Um, and then maybe one out in North Dakota. Uh, or is it North Dakota, South Dakota? It's, uh, that's it's, all one state. Yeah. It's Drecker. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 stop brewing them. Nobody likes them except for uh, Instagram girls. Um, that's it. Um, and, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neither of you can say that I'm wrong. Neither <laughs> of you didn't, can. I'm trying so that. hard over here to not laugh and plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> They're gross. Um, so uh, now, as Dan had mentioned, um, 
that uh, I did not choose him for my my vice president candidate because um, I did need a I did need a candidate that was uh, transparent and um, you kind of left me scrambling for a cabinet position. Yeah, well, and I did leave that open. I said Dan would absolutely have it. I, I couldn't. How am I going to continue my podcast without uh, without my 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 best best friend? You know, and we can't continue the podcast if I'm going to leave him out, you know, high and dry out of a cabinet position. So, um, so I made a couple cabinet positions. Yeah, Dan, uh, I have a couple ideas. I just kind of want to run them by everybody um, because none of the cabinet positions really appeal to me. Uh, so I kind of had to make up some here. Um, so I'm just going to uh, just get this first one here started. I just want to see, uh, just you know, get everybody's, uh, get everyone's opinion here on this. Okay. Uh, first one here is uh, Hot Master General. So in light of recent events here, I feel like um, the craft beer world is pretty rocked by what's going on with the U.S. Postal Service. I am more than willing to take the position to continue the U.S. Postal Service so we can pay less to send beer to our friends. So I am all about Hot Master General, if you would choose me for Hot Master General. I think that would be a great one. Or this. I'm bringing back the U.S. Postal Service, baby. All right. I'm not paying $60 to send four beers to Florida. Dan's <laughs> making the Postal Service hoppy again. Yep. Um, I do. Uh, I do like the... Uh, with bottle bombs and uh, soggy, soggy <laughs> cardboard. <laughs> we have not had any of those yet, thankfully. <laughs> I, I would hope that... Yeah, uh, I would be happy. <laughs> I would hope. And well, we haven't had really any porch bombs. Well, and that, that's a discussion for later in the episode. Oh yeah. Um, so Dan, I do like, uh, I do like where your head's at here. I do feel like you would need to, the post office would need to make specialized, um, boxes, um, and, and ways to ship, uh, beer, uh, more, more safely. Oh, I'm all for this. Yeah. I'm all for this discussion. Yeah. I mean, again, this is just another, this is just one of the options. Okay. For a cabinet position. Oh, there's here. a second option. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I mean, I, okay. I, I sent you another one. Here. This wasn't the be all end all. This wasn't the be all end all. Okay. I did send another one here to you. So if you want to just throw that oh, right here, I think okay. this one here is, um, I feel like this one here is more in my wheelhouse here. Hmm. Um, hmm. you know, I mentioned in an earlier episode, um, uh, you know, being, uh, maybe like secretary of agriculture or something like that. Cause I could really, uh, I could really do that. I think I'm just going to narrow it down to something a little more specific and mm-hmm. just be the secretary of hops mm-hmm. or the, this great country. Hmm. Hmm. And now I do, I do like where your head's at there and hold on. And you're, I'm going to bookmark your speech there. Um, so I'm going to tell you where my head's at here and where I think I would place you. All right. Where I think I would place you would be as secretary of hops. And is it because this Photoshop was better than the first one? Well, there you think that. Um, this is a little bit more uh, of a uh, of a well made logo. I spent more time on this. one. Yeah, uh, the other one was could look kind of hastily made. It's a little I, creepy. I feel like I, I made it. Uh, I, I made it on the uh, made it on the toilet. Uh, you I know, I was gonna say <laughs> I I was gonna guess that you were. It was like five o'clock, and you were on the toilet, and you went, "Oh, I, I, I have need an to idea. find mailbox <laughs> clip art right now." <laughs> um. You know, I, I think that secretary of hops would be the position for you because I think that hop master general would fall under 
the umbrella of the Secretary of Hops. Oh, okay. Got so, it. So Secretary of Hops, also your hop master general. Um, I would say that um you would be Secretary of Hops and you would get to choose your own hop master general. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I get to choose somebody. Yep. yep. I'm gonna put people in place that make the right decisions. All right. Yeah. I like this. And it's also delegating power or delegating responsibility for me. I don't, I don't need to, I, I don't need to weigh myself down with all that, all that nonsense. <laughs> um, and as your president of the United States of America, you could look forward to many more great decisions like the one that I just made. Um, happy to be on board, Tom. Yeah. Uh, happy to have you and, and glad that we could finally get this out of the way and, and, solidify your your seat in in my cabinet along uh with my uh secretary of state my dog um uh her name is barley so uh we're, we have a theme here we have uh, secretary hops and uh secretary of state barley um uh yeah my uh my attorney general a box of bagel bites oh yeah yeah, yeah you did that yes yeah. That was a, which is a superior snack to, to pizza rolls. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, yeah. uh, you know, really throwing it back to an old episode there. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real deep cut. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I forget. Uh, I don't think I, I, I think that's all we else. have going on. Yeah. We should, uh, we'll talk about uh, press secretary. Oh yeah. Press secretary is going to be Ethan Buckman, uh, from Stickman. Um, cause if and, you want somebody talking to the press, you want that guy. Right. And you know, honestly, it's just going to be him going up and, and complaining about untapped, <laughs> <laughs> um, and p- telling people that haze isn't a flavor. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, there we go. All right. So Dan is my, uh, we're going to make it official. Dan's my secretary of hops. Um, if you want to choose your hop master general, I mean, in the forthcoming weeks. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I mean, I mean, obviously we're on vacation right now, Tom. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take a little time off from the podcast, but, um, you know, we'll yeah. talk about, okay, we'll get back to that. Um, so there you go. There's our, uh, our, your update on, uh, on the, my presidential run. Um, and with that, I think we should get into our second beer, second beer. And we should, uh, yeah, let's do that. All right. So, uh, as Dan gets our, uh, beer and our glasses, I'll get to tell you about our our, uh, Untapped again. You can follow us on Untapped and see what we're going to be drinking and what we score that beer. Uh, You can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P-O-D. I hastily ran back to my headphones so I can listen to this. (laughs) Satellite. That's a good one, too, man. Yeah, it's It's deep track. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> I have the whole, they're basically their whole catalog. Yeah. We have their discography and plugs. It's awesome. All right. So Dan, tonight listening to POD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in his, in the ideal bro, uh, brew mobile, just being like, Satellite. <laughs> I am, I am going to give out a euthanasia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's and all. You can't unforget it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's POD featuring Dr. Kavork. As much as I want to, we can't. <laughs> as much as I want to, we can't name the episode Euthanasia. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we just can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can name it Youth in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> 
still <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Every time I go to type it down, I'm like, no, we can't do this. <laughs> All, right, All right. So uh, we'll talk about the next one here from uh, Root Dow Brewing Company. Uh, we're going to do Bine, which is their American IPA. Uh, this one's got some uh, awards behind it. So I'm really excited for this here. So 2018 GABF gold winning American IPA, crisp, clean, filtered IPA, 7.1% alcohol by volume. Average rating on untapped is a 3.81. There you go. Short right. and sweet. All right, boys. Let's crack these. One, two, three. Thank you for waiting, Jason. Oh, I got a little I, squirt I, of my glasses. Me, uh, yeah, I learned. I learned quick. <laughs> <laughs> fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me yeah. twice. Not going to fool me again. The smell on this. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is giving me classic IPA nostalgia already. Classic American IPA. And this came this came to light from a, a conversation Dan and I had one day where we were just talking about the beers that like, how have we not featured these beers? And it was like, how have we not featured buying? And how have we not featured Root Down? I think it was more so just like. Is this your first time having this beer? No, no, no. Just on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first time just having them on the podcast. I think it's because we've kind of shied away from Phoenixville as it's been growing. Just, yeah. I think the traffic has really gotten me out of it. I mean, hell, Rebel Hill is probably five minutes from my house and I had him deliver beer to me. <laughs> <laughs> like well, I, could, <laughs> I could have definitely went to Rebel Hill, but let's, let's get into this beer and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, Awesome. Let's do it. Boys, Sancha. Awesome. So we went with some new glassware. We went stemmed on this one. Mm -hmm. mm. <clears throat> it tastes good, but there's no haze. One. <laughs> there's just not enough haze for this. I think I'm going to have to give it a one. Yeah. I can see through this. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't an IPA. It's not an IPA. 0.75. Um, so yeah, we, I, I mean, we talked about, um, last episode, it took us 30 episodes to do a Sly Fox beer. Oh yeah. Yeah. This episode hasn't dropped, I guess. Well, it, ha it would have dropped then by the time this one came out. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, our, our episode dropping tomorrow, AKA that dropped a week ago because we're dropping this a week after my head hurts. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> we did our, we actually did our first, uh, Sly Fox beard. It took us, yeah, it took us 30 episodes to get Sly Fox. I just can't believe it's taken us this long to get root down here as well. <clears throat> I feel like we, we just kind of fell into, uh, the routine of going off of uh, can releases and doing uh, doing like outside the box kind of stuff like we you know we were always going after like weird not weird but like you know fruited IPAs um, or just like the random IPA releases yeah, like yeah. unique ones and stuff like that I guess like we kind of strayed away from like staple beers we strayed away from the ones that we drank we drank already, I think, too, because, yes. you know, we yeah. we stayed away from like a lot of the tried and trues in our area. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we just we started coming back to them because we want to talk about them more. <laughs> yeah. And Vine is a perfect example of that. One of these days, we're going to do an episode where Dan and I sit down and kill an entire 12 pack of Sly Fox Hellas. Oh, yeah. It's oof, get ready pop for tops, that. pop tops, baby. Yeah, it's not it's not going to be pretty. I, I don't think I've had more than like four beers at one time in like five years. <laughs> yeah. It might even be longer than that for me. Oh, geez. 
Like my, my three beer lemon, man, I hit four and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> but they're 12 ounce cans. That's good. That's good self-control, man. You should be proud of that. Granted, they are like probably like four, like eight to 10% beers. <laughs> <laughs> and 16 ounces. And 16 ounces. So you're essentially drinking a, a, tw- a six pack of. Uh, yeah, I'm lapping oh, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's uh, let's talk about the the staple I would say the staple beer of Root Down. I would say this is their staple IPA. Um, this 2018 uh, award here, I'm not very familiar with. I should have did more research, but um, Jason, do you know what this GABF goal-winning American IPA is? Yeah, so the GABF is the Great American Beer Festival. They hold every year in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Um, Denver, Colorado, um, they have it at the convention center there. It's one of the largest beer festivals uh, it is the largest beer festival in the country uh, and one of the largest in the world. Uh, the only the only more prestigious in, and I say that um, potentially more prestigious is the World Beer Cup. So if, if, if any beer can achieve uh, a medal at the Great American Beer Festival or the World Beer Cup, um, I mean, it has to beat out uh thousands and thousands of entries um so the fact that uh root down got a gold medal for this and that same year they didn't just get a gold medal for the uh for the bind they got a silver medal for their salty by nature which was their just uh their their goes yeah so like they they killed it they really did and uh this goes back to what i was saying earlier about the fact that when it comes to the best brewery i've had um especially in southeastern pa stylistically sound is root down hands hands down like they're when i first had this beer when i worked there yeah um, i would they made this beer for the first time and i would actually get done work and I'd be like, this is it. This is the, this, I, this is my shift beer. This is the one I'm drinking. And I, I get two and I wouldn't just have it once. I'd have it twice. The reason for that is because like it reminded me of everything it is that I enjoyed about beer from the very beginning. And that was just a full, like a full flavorful, balanced, clean, easy drinking, tastes like beer. I'm not looking for anything with you know, fancy frills and strawberries and purees and, um, you know, double dry hop this and that. It's like, just make me a classic West coast style IPA, um, and do it well. Um, and, and, uh, this one, I think we just had the same idea. Tom. Well, that, well, that reminds me of, uh, I, I thought about this as a, a campaign slogan for uh, as I'm running for president of the United States of oh, America. No, we didn't have the same. No, idea. we didn't have the same thought. Um, Go ahead. My I, one of my campaign slogans I think was going to be all beer, no frills. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. And this is uh, this was probably the first beer I had from Root Down. I think when I visited them, it was this, and I believe on the flight I had, it was this flux. And I think like two of their other ones. And I remember this one being just so clean and just had the right, everything I was looking for, for an IPA that day. And it, this was the one. So back in the day I would get like a flight at a new brewery and then I would get a glass of whatever I liked in that flight after the flight. Yeah. This was the glass that I got. Like this is the one I chose out of the, like the options that I got on the flight. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I had the same. I think that this was the first beer that I had from them as well. Yeah. We, we drank this the night before my wedding. Mm-hmm. We killed this and their, uh, it was their Stickman collab that they had at the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this was, this was so enjoyable. Like it's one of those beers that like brings back a memory. As soon as I like sipped it, I could think about every time I've been at root mm. down. And I was like, God, yeah, this is like every night listening to like Wu Tang clan, watching like, um, old school, like Kung Fu videos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing, playing cornhole in the back. Yeah. That was awesome too. Yeah. Having cornhole in the back, like indoors. Yeah. Uh, yeah they had me sold. Um, I remember, and I don't know who told me this, but I remember talking about Root Down and uh, how they won gold for for buying. And someone was like, and this was, I think it was right after they won the the award back in 2018. Someone was like, oh yeah, but they're like the only ones from PA that went out there. So, you know, there's other good beers around. Like, dude, how are you going to knock them for winning a gold medal at one of the largest yeah, it was a countrywide award. Like, yeah. it's not just Pennsylvania. Like, they went out there against so many other craft brewers. But someone was saying, like, it was like, a, oh, you know, like, Stickman didn't even go out there, so you can't even compare. Well, so I'm like, that, something around the, along those lines. In all fairness, you know, they actually entered the beer. Like, they entered the beer um, just kind of on a whim. It wasn't like they were even looking to, they, they weren't looking to compete really. They were just wanted to see what happened or compete. It was just like, Oh yeah, sure. Because, uh, at the time the head, uh, uh, well, the, the, the manager, um, uh, Britta, she actually uh, was going out there at the time. And, uh, so she was gonna, you know, be, be representing, but the, the truth is, is like, um, yeah, whether whether or, or, or not they submitted, uh, the truth was is that in this category, there's a, a lot of breweries had kind of diverged from the path of the West Coast style IPA. So it's like, well, you didn't enter the West Coast style IPA category because you didn't have West Coast style IPA. Exactly. Because people weren't making it. And so, you know, everybody was part of the haze craze and and everybody was making that. So, you know, like, I just appreciate when a, when a brewer and a brewery can, can say definitively, this is what I'm trying to make and make it so well that it's, that it's, and so, you know, I have my, ideas of the, uh, the BJCP guidelines, the beer judge certification program and this and that and the other. Yeah. But we've tr- talked about them before on, uh, with proper. Yeah, you know, like, so as, as someone who's studied beer, it's like, you can say, um, you know, for me, uh, and I'll say this, uh, like, like beer, beer is the art and the brewer is the artist. And so you can't like, like you can say that like, Oh, well this, this isn't this, I don't like this art. I don't, I don't like this, but it, it, it doesn't make sense in the sense that like, Oh, you cannot like that. But like, you know, you look at it in terms of art, like a Rembrandt style painting wasn't a style of painting until Rembrandt created it. Uh, a Van Gogh style painting wasn't a Van Gogh style painting until Van Gogh created it. So when it comes to beer, it's like, well, when you create something, like the new England style IPA. Well, you are the creator. You are the, um, the original artist of this. And then everybody else creates in that style. So you have to have respect for the one who 
blaze the path who made it run back to dogfish head and the way that they kind of blaze the trail for these unique off-centered ales and like you have to have respect for that you can't be all hipster like and be like well well it's not cool anymore so i don't i don't i don't like it it's like we have to give respect to the ones who blaze the path and uh when you can create something like this you have to give it respect whether you like it or not especially like you know pennsylvania going out to this great american beer festival on the East coast and competing with West coast breweries for a West coast. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. It, it it just speaks to exactly what you were saying, just how they make these select styles. So perfectly almost like they are just, they're hitting everything you would hit on the style guides and they're winning awards for it. So. Which can't be denied, you know, whether you like it or not, you can't, you can't deny that if you judge it based upon a predetermined, uh, guideline style, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't argue with it, whether you like it or not, you can't argue with the fact that it's exactly what it said it was going to be. No. And that's it. I mean, the the comment that was made was obviously rooted in some kind of jealousy. Oh, Um, totally. Um, Tom, my, my thought that I was going to say all the time. Oh, totally. (laughs) This is the proper Josh redemption beer. Yeah, it would be a good one. I think we should uh, yeah. we should talk about that. Yeah, I agree. We've been trying to send some uh, beers out to this guy in uh, California, and uh, he was our he was our first beer shipment, and our first uh, our first guest that was kind of outside of the the the, the tri state bubble. Tri, yeah, the tri state beer scene. Mm-hmm. So we went out to California. We uh, offered up some uh, pilsners from a brewery in the uh, southeastern Pennsylvania area. Weren't, weren't the greatest. Well-crafted. I mean, they can go back and listen to it. We don't, we, oh, we don't need to hide anything. It's well-crafted. What did he send you from? Uh, he didn't send us anything. We didn't ask anything back. Yeah, we, we don't We don't typically ask for anything back. Like like you said, we just, we provide our guests with the beer that we want to like talk about. And, uh, you know, he went down the style guide with it. And, you know, it was a Pilsner style lager. It was unfiltered. It wasn't like a true Pilsner. So a lot of it was like... You know, it was hard to judge based on that and everything. And I feel like with this here, this being like, you know, an award winning West Coast IPA, I feel like this is a good redemption beer for Josh that we should send out to the West Coast and show them what Pennsylvania can really do. They're a little sucking in there. A little suck it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, this is a again, you know, just like you said, the bind, it just it kind of holds a special place in my heart yeah a little nostalgia yeah every time i drink it i think about like you know being younger hanging out in phoenixville before i got tired of the traffic yep it's like a thing you do when you get older you're just like tired of like waiting for parking spaces again so you just don't go into town right (laughs) and then uh you know it was we drank it the night before your wedding oh yes i always think about that too it's like, right. as soon as I drank it, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember Root Down. <laughs> I think it was like one of the first breweries that like Danielle and I went to, too. As soon as they opened, like, I think that week we went there. And just killer, killer barbecue there. I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know if they're still doing the same kind of barbecue, but that's what I always remember. The tacos was, are yeah, banging. They're, they're killer barbecue. What you got over there, man? I, um. Uh I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I know that you're going to lead into asking what I rated this. Um, and I actually did rate this via untapped. Um, 
And uh, I looked at it and I, my, I, I rated it. A, a, I don't know if you want to go there yet. I, I'll wait. Yeah. Really, you, you, I, I, you I get in the ratings yeah. now? Well, yeah. no, he can get into what he rated it in the past. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, what year did you rate this? What was the, uh, this was, uh, March, uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Okay. So about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, the thing about my untapped is that I don't have a lot of check-ins, but they're all original check-ins. Meaning like, I don't, I don't ever check in the same beer twice. Oh yeah. I try not to. Okay. Like I'm like every check-in is the first time I've ever had it. Um, but I said, I said it was gold before it was gold. Oh, man. oh. actually it was gold in 2018. But that's why I was, that's why I've revisited it. And I, cause I, I don't, I don't check things in as much as like most individuals. Um, uh, and so I was like, when it won gold, I was like, oh, well, I know why, because I, I said <laughs> I said before oh, it was gold, like I, I was just like this beer really like it, it uh it hits and can we so. appreciate how clear and just perfect this beer looks just drinking out of it oh yeah i mean but this great like um great balance as well in terms of like a malt backbone but as well as like hop characteristics on the nose as well as on the uh on in the body and the finish like the hop the hop characteristic runs all the way through but you also get that balanced malt backbone um and that crisp clean easy finish so it's like you're looking at a beer that like is really um uh I think what, what most people are searching for beyond something like the grit, that's just like, I just want a beer that's just, you know, doesn't, it's not anything too crazy. It's not going to offend my palate in any way. Um, you know, this, this gives you the flavor that you're looking for, but it also gives you the clean quality, uh, that you want that you don't feel like it's uh, a burden by the time you get to the last sip. So, <clears throat> and there, I, I would go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, there's, uh, you said how, how you're kind of on this like little journey of the hops throughout the entire like sip of the beer, like leading all the way to the end. Like you're having this kind of, like you have some of the piney kind of at the end, but it's like a floral kind of just journey you're going through with the sip. And then it just ends on that like piney West coast, like nostalgia right at the end of it, like sits on your palate at, after every sip. And you're, it brings you back to those classic West coast, but that like just the floral notes of it too, just throughout the entire, um, sip. I'm just enjoying that. And I guess that that you said the malt backbone is just, it's keeping that kind of out there for me, the entire sip too, which is nice. Yeah. It, it, it holds up throughout that doesn't lend too much to a bitterness, but also that touch of sweetness as well. Yeah. It's nice. Um, so I, I went, as you were saying, you know, when you, you, uh, rated, um, this beer before I wanted to see, I was like, Oh, I surely I've rated this before, which I haven't. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think I ever rated either. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I was kind of late to the game with, yeah. uh, untapped. I actually started untapped in 20 early 2018, on my uh, on my honeymoon i was in iceland and i just wanted to like categorize beers out there so i was like i'm just gonna get all the beers out here just so i remember them mm-hmm. 
and then I just kind of took off with Untapped from there. So, but um, <clears throat> so I, I and then I was as I looked at that, I was like, oh, I didn't read it, and then I was like, you know, it's a un, Untapped. It, this is a gold medal winning beer. It's only average. And it's a 3.81 is the average score. And I was like, why? And as I looked down the scores, it's all four, four and a half, you know, around that area. And then you get to this dildo. <laughs> Brian K. Normally, I'm not a fan of IPAs. Well, good start. <laughs> because of the good. Sure. However, IPAs generally have a flavor. One I don't always like, but still a flavor. <laughs> this one does not have much in complexity of flavors, in my opinion. This is so vague. 1.5. These assholes. And then, oh, and then he comments on his... On his own. Yep. Not much of hops. Shouldn't, that, shouldn't you like that more? Because you said I, it has a flavor that you don't like. Normally Which, I don't like IPA. It's the, yeah, normally it's I, the hops. Normally the hops is the flavor. <laughs> like it's just like this is like rooted in like uh, fallacy. Like this is just like unsound logic. And like and these are the people who are just tearing down this like average rating here. But I mean that helps to look at it and say, all right, well this hand job doesn't know anything about beer. So I don't have to pay attention to that. And it's clearly dragging down the score, but not everybody yeah. does that. This is why people don't create things because everybody wants to shit on someone else's creation. Can I, so not, can like, you not, uh, can you not comment on somebody's check-in unless you're friends with them? <laughs> I guess not when you try to troll this guy. Oh, I'm going to tell him he's an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, like that, it, it, that's one of the. You're dumbest not even president yet, and you're already retaliating on social media. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Un, untapped is going to be my Twitter. Yeah. I don't. Either, I don't like either. it very. It's not very good. It's not. No, but my my taste exceptional. Yeah. Spectacular. My untapped profile is perfect. <laughs> I that like, was actually a little more JFK than Trump. I like, I'm sorry. I like an untapped. I like the app because it hasn't been infiltrated by China. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got news for you. Drink water if you're that offended by what you're drinking. <laughs> oh, and he posted a picture of a beer with his wife behind him. And yeah, it, the she comment a, makes sense. She a big beast? No, she, uh, I, I'm sure she, I'm sure. Sorry, that was mean. I apologize. Is she, Don't is she apologize. A, is she a fan of missionary? Does she look like she's clearly a fan of just missionary? <sighs> she, she's a, uh, a lights off. Uh, she asked for the manager at least twice during this visit. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I know exactly where we're going with that one. Hold on. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like the Crypt Keeper with a wig on. Jeez. That was not what I was... I was expecting like a Karen cut, but that is like... God, she looks like a leather purse. Did you ever see that meme that was like... Uh, uh, Karen versus Karen? Like, Karen asked to speak to a manager, and then it was like the manager is also Karen. It's like they're both standing there, like Karen facing Karen. Manager. I feel like that's like a Dragon Ball Z style fight and everything, where it just like just manager looks like an atom bomb went off. And they were like, "It's this is what happens when a, a immovable object meets an unstoppable force." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Jason, did you build the? Uh, did you build their trailer? The root root down trailer. 
I did not. Um, okay. Mike, Mike contacted me with interest on how I went about building mine. Um, and so I did talk to him a little bit about it. Um, but he, he contracted a company out in Ohio to do it. Um, my, my trailer doesn't run on refrigeration. I don't do HVAC stuff like that. So, um, my trailer runs like very efficiently just with like being ice, ice cooled. Um, so just well insulated. Yeah. Very well insulated. And I've never, I mean, I've done events in 90 degree weather. I've never had issue. Um, but he, he wanted something that was a little more, um, uh, uh, that was, uh, like, cause it was going to stay where it was. It's not like right. mine. It's, it's mobile. It's going to this place, that the other. Yeah. It's just behind in the parking lot behind the uncle bees. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that it was going to stay where it was and really never move, uh, it was, it was advantageous for him to, to get something that was, um, uh, air chilled plug in, keep it there. That's, and so I, I didn't really, um, that wasn't, that's not my forte. It's fair enough. I, I, I talked to the bartender there and I couldn't remember. I know he said something about he was, I, we got in a conversation about their trailer and I couldn't remember if he said like that you were building it or not. What do you look like? Long hair, long hair, dark hair, beard. I think it was like a, yeah, no, it was like long. He looked like kind of like a surfery kind of dude, like dirty blonde. I don't know. This was a couple it, years ago. That, <laughs> it might've been you. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> Did you have Actually, long hair back then? Long hair back then. I yeah. had a man bun. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been you. <laughs> you were talking to Jason about Jason's trailer. <laughs> to be about like the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snip, snip. Quarantine haircut. See what? I went the opposite. I, my hair has never been longer. <laughs> so let's talk about, I guess, the ideal brew yeah. kind of uh, the mobile trailer system. So. You know, what all goes into, uh, you know, what you're doing for that? Like, I mean, as far as I gather, you know, it looks like the perfect idea for any kind of gathering that I can think of. <laughs> so you're doing the mobile mobile beer garden is kind of yeah, like the, so, the correct terminology, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's it's difficult sometimes uh, to explain to people in the sense that, like, um, it's such a niche kind of concept and idea that, like, uh, it takes a minute for people to understand what it is that I actually do. Um, basically, I did event court like uh, when I, I lived in New York City for six years and uh, that was kind of the the, the, the building and then the precipice of my kind of beer journey. And, uh, in, in the process of doing that, I, I did event, event planning and coordinate like coordinating events. And, uh, I did so working in collaboration with a few different distributors in New York. And, uh, we would, uh, utilize draft systems that being jockey boxes or even beer trailers to do kind of events. Um, granted in New York, I didn't have the ability to actually have my own equipment. I just worked in collaboration with these distributors. So upon realizing that New York kind of wasn't the best place to implement something like this because of the lack of space. I decided to come back to Pennsylvania, not go to central PA where I'm originally from, but stay in the greater Philadelphia area where I have proximity to New York. Uh, also the beaches, um, that I, uh, 
have uh, I'm familiar with. Um, I learned how to uh, uh, build, um, clean, and, and regulate like draft systems. So I thought, well, let's do it. Let's basically what it came down to was I always wanted to have my own craft brewery and or uh, more than craft brewery because I wanted to have my own tap room because uh, I worked at a tap room in New York and, and, and it was really a lot of fun. And I thought, you know, I really want to make a tap room um, that, you know, has quality over quantity, maybe 12 to, 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 to 15, you know, even draft lines at most, a really great bear, like bottle selection, um, aged bottles, but really like what's on draft is like top notch. And, uh, my, my inspiration for that was a bar in New York called proletariat. And, uh, it, if you go to New York, I, I encourage you to check out proletariat. It is, I, I pray that it is still open and thriving, uh, despite what's happening right now in the world. But, um, that being said, uh, I thought I don't have the capital and I don't really have, I don't really want to have a brick and mortar location. And I kind of had that aha moment where I like woke up in, in bed one night and I was like, they have mobile food trucks. They basically make mobile restaurants. Why can't I make a mobile beer garden, like a mobile tap room? And so that was where it kind of originated the concept and the idea to kind of make it, make it, make it, uh, um, available to people, not only on a public level, but also on a private level, on a personal level. It's like, I make myself available to those individuals, say Phoenixville. I've done events for upper Dublin township. I've done events for Pottstown. They have the volleyball tournament there every year. Called yeah, the yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very heavily involved with that. Um, unfortunately we didn't do it this year, but you know, that is, uh, again, another story, but, um, truth be told is that you know, you have these businesses that want to generate revenue for their, 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 um, uh, event and, or their fall fest or you know, what have you auto is. So I formulate and give them the uh, ability to have a full on mobile tap room, beer garden set up on location. Um, and then I work in collaboration with other breweries as well as distributors to procure whatever beer that they want. So I'm a, mobile tap room with a expandable beer list of whatever the client might want. And then the same applies to a, uh, a private event where it's like, if you were having a, let's say, uh, a birthday party or even a graduation party and you wanted to have 50 to a hundred or even 200 friends, um, we would set up the beer garden in your, in your backyard or wherever it is that you wanted to have the event. Um, I would work with you to, uh, figure out how much beer to get. Number one, um, uh, I do a lot of weddings as well that I help clients figure out quantity, um, so that they have enough, but they don't have too much and, uh, and just provide them, uh, literally the opportunity to serve beer to their guests in a more fancy way than just a, a, a party pump and a keg bucket, like, you know, you're in college. So Tom, yeah, we're going to be 40 in five years. So just, uh, we're just going to keep this in <laughs> mind here. I'm right there, behind, man. I got it. I was going to say like he, Milestone uh, birthday right yeah. here. Um, I mean, we're going to be 35 this year. Yeah. It's still it's a mini milestone. 
I think we are we, we're already committed to one plan for this. Yeah. But I think uh-huh. I think I think getting the mobile tap room is an awesome idea. And what's great too is you know, you're kind of a, like a Cicerone consultant. Like when a person like comes to you about like this anniversary or this thing, like they don't know what kind of beer to get. And you can kind of guide them based on like what they like. Or like, well, I like something like Dogfish Head 60 Minute. You can kind of give them options like, oh, yeah, we could totally get that. But here are some other options here, too, if you want to, like, expand your horizons kind of thing. Yeah. And that's and that's that's one thing that I really kind of advocate when I when I when I speak to potential clients about their event. It's like, you know, I obviously I can't get anything that you want, but I can get something that's similar to that which you might enjoy. Uh, so I work in collaboration with, uh, local breweries, uh, primarily I've established contacts and, um, uh, with the, the owners and brewers of those, of those breweries to, to, to buy direct from them on, on clients behalf. So it's like, you know, if you, if you wanted to have an event and you're like, I'd like to get rebel Hill. Well, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to do sometimes because you can't just walk into rebel Hill and be like, well, I want to get a six tool for my event. Um, <laughs> You know, you can try. I just want to get a sixel for my basement. <laughs> you need to get the kegerator first. Yeah, true. And and it would be great to do so, but um, like some some owners as well as brewers are less inclined to sell to just your random individual who walks through the door as opposed to someone who they know, uh, hence me. So, you know, they're more willing to, to work in that sense, as well as I work with, uh, distributors, um, primarily like beer yard and Wayne. I know the owner there who's, who's a, a wonderful guy, Matt. He, um, has one of the best sixtal selections in the state as well as Exton beverage puts together a phenomenal, uh, selection of craft beers. So, you know, I really try to, um, help, uh, any client, um, you know, find something that they might enjoy. Uh, but then I provide them the service as well of going, picking the kegs up, transporting them, tapping them, serving, and then returning the kegs, which is always kind of the most frustrating part for any event that you might have is like, I don't want to manhandle these kegs and throw them around and do this and that. So, um, you know, it, it was just, my idea for a, uh, a service that would alleviate the, um, frustrations of having a keg party. Um, when some guy just backs a trailer into your, your yard and then out of the side of the trailer is just pouring ice cold, fresh craft beer. Um, it's like, it's, my business concept is a seeing is believing kind of thing I've come to find because I can tell people about it and I can show them pictures. But once that they have it in their yard, they're like, I need to build one of these for myself. And it, it's always just, <laughs> fun. and I'm like, this is why I'm very popular with my neighbors is because I have a <laughs> in my driveway. So it's like, you know, it's fun. It, it, it's fun. Really. I said before, um, and, and I don't want to, you know, like, like, uh, oh, you know, plug away, man. Yeah, Just go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Plug away. Bring like, it up. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'll if you will, but it's like ideal brew. It, um, it's great. My, my whole concept is great people, great beer. And, uh, um, you know, that's just kind of what I revolve my life around is I enjoy, um, 
I enjoy people. I enjoy formulating positive relationships, and I've always found that that is um, even heightened when I'm uh, when uh, when I'm drinking and sharing uh, good beer. So, you know, if anybody has an event, anybody has um, something that they're interest, uh, something that they want to. Um, to, to, to do or share and with people that they care about, um, you know, Hey, you bring, you bring the people and the good times and I'll, and, and I'll bring the beer. And so that's kind of how I just uh, approach it. So if anybody's interested in checking it out, um, super simple, uh, I am ideal brew on every social media platform that being Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, as well as, uh, idealbrew.com is the website. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough right now if I'm, if I'm going to segue into that, uh, because, yeah, you know, I have a business that's specifically designed to bring to people together <laughs> and, and the government is telling me right now, can't can't gather large groups of people together. So you kind of uh, you well, as kind long of as you bring out some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and some pre-made salads, you can you can you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> or if I say, or if I say, um, hey, uh, we're having a protest. Uh, everybody, bring your own topic that you want to protest about. I can get at least 150 people together. I think. There you go. I like that. Legally. Yeah, I would say either that or just. Get yourself a giant ass box on crustables. Yeah, just as out on crustables with every beer. Yeah, it's a meal right there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're buying an uncrustable for eight fifty and <laughs> get a beer for free. Yeah, <laughs> buy one of those little like like rotating hot dog like things and just. We found yeah. out that apparently that is. Uh, well, uh, heavily regulated by the health yeah. department. Those rotating hot dog things. You have to get those inspected and everything. Yeah. Might just be easier just to throw out a bunch of Uncrustables and just yeah. <laughs> yeah, let yeah. them defrost Seven, out, yeah, the, yeah. out in the yeah. summer heat. <laughs> Who's letting Uncrustables defrost? Oh, dude, a frozen Uncrustable is garbage. What? Oh, I hate when they're like rock oh hard. Oh, my God. Oh, I love on. it. Oh, my God. A frozen Uncrustable oh, well, is... This is a crunchy versus smooth right here. Yeah. This is, yeah. This yeah. is the first debate we ever yeah. had, man. Was that the first debate? Was it? I thought it was. I don't know. It's been so long since we tried to make a, a, we tried to make this podcast before a craft beer podcast was going to be a debate podcast. And we just agreed on everything except for crunchy versus smooth peanut butter and Totino's pizza rolls versus bagel butter. We, we disagreed on a lot. Thin mints versus Samoa's. Oh yeah. Ketchup versus mustard. Oh, that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, We, we, uh, we disagreed. Relish always wins. Well, relish. Go- what well, you can't? How are you going to do ketchup and relish? Just, just give, just give me oh. a, just give me a, just a, no, like I'm a pickle in its entirety. It doesn't have to be shredded. All I'm trying to say is, Dan, that Dan, time, every time during the hot dog races, you you, you bet on ketchup or mustard. Relish always wins, and you're like, <laughs> nobody likes relish. <laughs> well, oh, come on! I'm not relish. I like a relish, but you also put ketchup on your hot dogs, like a. Fucking Nebraska person. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was more. That that was a big out there. I don't know. I don't hey, know. Yeah. Any that was fun. that was a, that was a good far guy right there. Oh, I see. Oh, I, was gonna, I was going to say it's the mom from Bobby's world. Uh, I, was, I was thinking the yeah. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby. Oh, don't you know? No. Um, all right. I have like one sip left. So let's, let's, let's get into the ratings of this. Let's and, do uh, it. And, uh, 
then we can talk a little bit and then we'll wrap this thing up. Sounds good, man. All right. Does anybody have to like remove themselves to go to the bathroom ever like during the middle of your podcast? I've done it on multiple occasions. Yeah, he, he's left me here by myself. Like without a warning, he'll just get up and I'm like, oh crap, I'm in charge now. <laughs> I, Dan, Dan's like Garth when Wayne gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that what like? Your, what if your guest leaves? This is all right. <laughs> hey, if you... If you need to stop it right now, I'm in full agreement because I I think I'm gonna go punch the porcelain here in a second, man. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to go, we're about at, we're about at wrap time. All right, you you want to let's rate it and then we'll kind of wrap it up. We can wrap it up. Yeah, I'm cool with that. You all right with that, Jason? Or your your teeth floating? <laughs> is it is it it's not so bad i can taste it but <laughs> yeah neither am i but yeah i mean if we're almost at t- wow yeah i man we've been talking for a while yeah yeah uh let's uh let's rate this beer and uh we will uh bid adieu yeah what do you what, what do you think in there jason uh so originally um my rating was uh four or five and the reason for that i think is because i appreciated it so much for the fact that it hit the style so true um i even thought in my mind when i first had it that uh you know um that west coast style ipa that of like uh, pliny the elder from russian river was kind of that original benchmark west coast ipa for me um and and i found so much similarity between the two that i felt um out of out of respect for um what they made i was going to um rate it as such um i i feel i would feel remiss to go back on my rating that i originally rated it for um because my palate might have changed um which it has um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold true to the four or five that I originally rated it as, only because of the fact that like I can't I can't knock it down a couple pegs, um, only because my palate has kind of changed to appreciate a different style or like um, there were more that I gravitate towards a different style. So I'm gonna hold true to the fact that it won a gold medal for a reason. I like that. I respect that. Yeah. I, I would say like what you were going along the lines with, um, you know, your palate changing. I, I agree with that too. I, I go after other IPAs these days. Um, you know, partly in because of the haze craze. I mean, the haze craze came in and some of those like really dank, like new England IPAs, like I can't get enough of, but when I have something like buying here and it just kind of, goes back to that classic West coast style IPA. Um, I can understand like, you know, your palate changes and everything, but this beer just remained consistent and consistency is something that we talked about with those big three breweries. You know, you have your macro breweries who are always putting out consistent, good beers. And when you win an award, you have to make sure that this beer is coming out exactly as it was when it won that award. Every time you brew it, and I th- feel like, you know, Bind is doing that. I'm going to give this one a 425. Okay. Um, I'm going to take my, my last sip here before oh, before I uh, get into my rating. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's like a... 
I've gone through this like beer journey throughout this podcast. It's like we started and we were doing kind of old standards like a uh, nugget nectar. Oh yeah. We did do nugget nectar. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, and, and then we kind of got into as we got more and more into like craft crafty beers, um, you know, we were doing, Dan was bringing hazy boys in and, you know, we were doing, uh, we are doing hop cartel and, stuff like that and then we got into like the fruited ipas got into uh, you know we did a couple fad beers for a little yeah, bit i got milkshake ipas like i wouldn't have found out about milkshake ipas probably without this podcast yeah definitely um and now i'm back to like i am all just i, I just want all beer no frills that's all i like want like a craft anymore. beer purist yeah well it, it yeah I, I guess you could call it that i mean it's just i want beer in like the purest form um, and this is beer in the purest form. It's it, the, it's a, an IPA. It's not hazy, which doesn't matter because it, haze adds nothing but looks to a, a beer. It just adds Instagram likes. Yeah. Um, it, it's exactly what I would expect from uh, an IPA or not what I would expect, but what I would look for in an IPA. Um, it's, it's not overly piney. Um, it's a very mellow hop to it. Um, I don't think, do they have listed what it's hopped with? Yeah. I didn't really see anything on there. I don't know if you know no. any inside baseball about that. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to say cause I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I have forgotten, but I, I would imagine, I would imagine it would be like Citra. Um, see, I didn't, I was going to say not citra because I'm not getting any of that like citra kind of flavor to it. Yeah. I'm not getting like the, you know, the classic citra kind of, um, like orange peel kind of taste to it. If you told me it was like galaxy and mosaic, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't think so. Um, in terms of mosaic, um, but yeah, maybe some Cascade or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, I can since see it's the West Coast yeah. and everything, maybe they're using Cascade yeah. with it. Cascade, like Amarillo or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they would probably use some some more like I think West Coast style hops. Like Cascade is probably probably one of the main players. Um, I I wouldn't like I said I, I would. It's all speculation right now. Yeah, I would yeah. speculate on on what the other is, but um, yeah, it's. And for all we know, it's a single hop riding. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. They would call it that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's clean. It's crisp. It's not. It's a nice mellow hop to it. Um, I would definitely. I mean, I, I it, this is what I look for in an IPA. And um, yeah, it's what I look for in an IPA. Um, so I would go right along with you, Dan, four, two, five. You know, I was thinking originally a four, 4.0, but the more I thought about it, it was, you know, it was just, I, this is it a, it had that little bit of extra that kind of pushed it over to the four, two, five for me. Yeah. Um, just drinkability. It's just it, every sip, like we said, it just brought you on a hop journey. Like it brought kind of those classic, just a slight bit of that West coast pine kind mm-hmm. of like, aftertaste left on your palate but that nice floral hop flavor throughout the entire sip and it'll it'll sneak up on you it's a 7.1 it'll and it does not drink like a like a 7.1 no it does not no No. i drank i didn't drink this like a 7.1 so (laughs) 
Um, um, yeah. So 4.25. I, I, I would say majority rules. 4.25 yeah. on this. 4.25. Definitely. Yeah. So there you sure. go. 4.25. 4. And if you want to follow along at home and uh, find out what we scored it on untapped, uh, you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends. Don't Pod. worry. We have more sound bites for you. That's at best, best friends. P O D. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Um, I don't think I have any more questions, Dan. Do you? No, I just kind of want to have a mobile tap room at my next birthday party. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a shame that we didn't know about you when uh, when Dan was getting married because that would have been perfect. Oh, totally. Yeah, I was right in town and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if if you know anyone or um, who's having an event, a wedding, a birthday, barbecue, uh, anything at this time right now that is a private event um, in a backyard or something like that, I, I'm I'm able to operate. Uh, it's the public events that pose issues, so um, it would mean uh, a significant amount to me. Uh, much appreciation and. Uh, um, Jason, I, I think I think you could swing your uh, I think you could swing your tap room into into my backyard. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you just want to just want to throw your tap room in his backyard anytime, man. <laughs> he, he's he's re- he is not, he is ready and willing mm-hmm. for your tap room to be my, in his my backyard. backyard. Is always open to your tap room. Put my big old sixteen ounce tap room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, um. I guess since we don't have any more. Nope. Okay. Um, we can wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I guess after every episode, we have to let everybody know because we want everybody to know to subscribe, rate and review review to help us show up better in algorithms. We want to compete with the other craft beer podcasts. We don't know the most popular ones out there because we are the most popular one out there. If you like this episode number with uh, source. <laughs> the number one source, if you like this episode with Jason here from Ideal Brew, uh, we have our full catalog of online for you to go back and listen to all the great guests that we've had on as well. So, you know, check out this episode. If you like it, come back, listen to some of the other ones here. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, Instagram and Facebook at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P. O-D. I like how you saved that one to open up the pit at the end. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and then uh, email. Yeah. Email us. Um, we're always looking for craft breweries around the area to feature um, or topics to talk about. Uh, send us an email. It's uh, best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends. P O D. Went back to the South town yeah, at gmail.com. I, I ran out. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then if you, uh, if you want to question me on any of my, uh, my campaign policies, what, my, what, uh, what policies I will bring into place when I eventually become president of the United States of America, uh, email us over. Uh, it's best, best friends pod, uh, best, best friends P O D. Oh, one more time. Okay. gmail.com. So There's so much POD on this. <laughs> and then you can follow Jason on, like you said, any social media at Ideal Brew. I don't have a, a sound drop for that. So it's- Who do you think you are? I am. 
<laughs> I guess. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter too. Twitter, yeah, I don't use it much, but you can follow me on uh, Untapped as well at Ideal Brew. But if you just visit idealbrew.com, you'll find links to every social media account I have. So. You said it's at Ideal Brew? Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? <laughs> I mean, the no. beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? I see you got some uh, you got some pretty uh, baller status merch going on there, too, at idealbrew.com now. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's interested uh, can be bought via my website as well. It would be much appreciated to kind of represent, get my swag out there. It would be very helpful as well during these times where I can't do as many events as I used to, uh, given circumstances. I still got some sick hats, T-shirts, um, and uh, and sweatshirts as well for the coming fall if you're interested. Oh, so. nice. There you go. And that's uh, ideal. It's www dot idealbrew dot com slash shop. <laughs> you're just getting all the you're getting all the sound bites. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. <laughs> you know he did. <laughs> I love it. All right, um, uh, Dan, do you have any plugs? No plugs yet, but plugs coming soon. Yeah. yeah. We got some band stuff coming down the pipe, so that, that'll come later. All right. And if you want to listen to more of my voice, you can uh, check out. I was on an episode of uh, Talking Sit with a past guest of ours, Silas P. Uh, we talked about uh, the first appearance of Stefan Urkel on Family Matters. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a podcast that basically just breaks down sitcom episodes, yep, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You'll get to hear me make a... a uh, a, 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 a comparison? Yeah, a comparison between Stephen Stephen Urkel and Timothy McVeigh, Jesus the Oklahoma Christ. City bomber. Did I do that? Yeah, he did. He did. He did do that. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's becoming of this podcast? All right. Um, Jason, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. This has been, uh, it's been fun to talk about Ideal Brew and everything. Yeah, it uh, it means a lot uh, right now to uh, you know in whatever manner I can to uh, to reach people um, and to lift spirits uh, in the midst of uh, uncertain times. It uh, and just enjoy, as I said, great people and great beer. So I appreciate you guys. Well, thank you again, um, and you know, go support Jason as much as you can, um, Dan. I love you. Always have. <laughs> I love when you turn around and just look me in the eyes every time we play the sound bite. Um, and then, you know, we're saying so long for now, but, you know, it's not just so long. It's. And everybody, just never forget. The whole Clinton family is responsible for Jeff Jeffrey Epstein's death. <laughs> All right. Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 31. We out. See ya. Friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. Best best friends pod hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. 
So crack a beer and laugh at some videos. Videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet. A cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both, so it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there, were the ones for me. I've seen it still alive, and listen to best best friends pod.